Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go, baby. What's up, man? Bob Dog, Particularly Packers podcast, checking in with you once again with some substance to report. The Green Bay Packers have signed Blake Bortles. Whoo, man. I'm excited for this one. I really am, just because of the simple fact that Jordan Love remains a wild card. We still don't really know what we're getting from the guy. And Blake Bortles, we do. We're getting a former first-round pick with a lot of ta- a lot of upside and plenty of downside. But he's a decent quarterback, so at least we have that in our pocket. It'll be a decent arm in camp. Um, the boy can fling it. Um, with that being said, he might out. He might boost the defensive ego a little bit because he's definitely going to throw some picks. Oh, man. Blake Bortles is an interesting one. Um, The timing, they told us they were going to do it. You know, the front office had already reported this. The media is going to eat it up. They're going to love it because, you know, this is probably Aaron Rodgers' replacement, according to them. (laughs) With that being said, man, Green Bay, we got a tough schedule. Um, It would be even tougher if Drew Brees was still here. So we're going to start with the Breezeless Saints. But they're, they're... they're not going to be a breeze. Let me put it that way. You know what I mean? It's going to be a hard-fought game. And hopefully, you know, Jameis or Taysen, whoever they start, who knows, there may be a trade before then. So uh, for all we know, they may have Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Uh, wouldn't that be something? But let's run into some what-ifs. I mean, what if Aaron sits for a year? Do you know what kind of pressure that would put on the front office? Like, you know, Goody and... Um, Murphy and all these guys, if, if they lose Aaron or, you know, if they trade him or for any reason, if he doesn't play in a Packers uniform, it's all on the front office. And they did it to themselves when they bet on Jordan Love. You know what I mean? They moved up and bet on Jordan Love. So they put their their neck on the line with Jordan Love. And maybe they didn't plan to do it this year, but basically it's on the line. So if if for some reason Aaron Rodgers isn't in a Packers uniform next year, or if he sits um, and Jordan Love does bad, could you imagine if Jordan Love does bad and Aaron Rodgers sits out the season? Oh, man, you could get Jordan Love out there. Say he does four and, what is there, 16 games now because you have a bye week. So it would be like, or is there 17 games with a bye week? I don't even know, man. I don't know how many weeks there are, but you you get four or five win season, seven win season even, and Aaron Rodgers sitting back, sitting at home, and he's just living it up, man. You're going to watch Goody get fired probably. You know what I mean? All these people that bet on Jordan Love, basically the whole front office can get eliminated. And Aaron Rodgers would come back the following year. He's basically the GM at that point. They can give him – Give him the keys, you know, and he can open the safe. You do what you want, boy. You run this thing, I guess, if that's what the Packers really want to do. I mean, it's disgusting when you think about it, but imagine if Jordan Love does good. Oh, man, if if Aaron Rodgers plays anywhere else or sits and Jordan Love comes out here and gets us to the playoffs even, I mean, these guys, especially if we get first-round picks for him in the next two years or something, whoo, front office is – you're all right. And you know what? They've been through this before. Most of these guys were here for the uh, Brett Favre time era. So they've all, they understand what it is 
to lose a, a hero in Green Bay. And it's never going to be pretty. It was a different situation. I understand that, but it's not, it's not supposed to be pretty. When an employee leaves a job, you know, I've had some nice jobs when I give my two-week notice, like I'm out of here. But basically, when they want you gone, you're not given a two-week notice. You're kind of walked out the building and thank you for your service type deal. You know, and I, I say that just because thank you for your service. Aaron Rodgers, man, you choked that last game. Your last time out, you didn't deserve to be the highest paid quarterback. You know what I mean? Your last time out, you choked. You you could have won us that game multiple times, whether with your feet or with your arm. You know what I mean? You can blame the coaches if you want to. Um, it definitely falls on them mostly. But if you, if you look in the mirror, man, I mean, you're up there on that list. It, it comes down to you. And coaching has a lot to do with everything, yeah, especially in the NFL. I don't think people understand that. And this comes back to the whole Tebow. You know, Tim Tebow's back in the NFL. I don't know if you guys realize this. This is crazy, breaking news. Like, Tim Tebow signing as a tight end with the Jags, like under his former head coach, Urban Myers. That's huge. That's huge for the simple fact that you get coaching. Tim Tebow's a winner. And if you get the right coaching above that guy, he can do it. Um, you know, he needs a very, whew, he's going to need a, a, a lot of work, I believe, but I don't know what he's been up to. So I, you know, that's not up to me. I don't know if this is what this is, but what I do see it as is a publicity stunt. It's an amazing way to get some publicity around the Jags who've had nothing. You know, I, I believe he played college down in Florida, Tim Tebow. So people love him down there. Um, Jacksonville, Florida, man, you might as well sign Tebow, get your name out there, get some hype, you know what I mean, maybe sell some tickets. He'll definitely sell some tickets for you. Um, I don't think many people hated Tim Tebow, so I don't think that you're really going to have people not show up because of Tim Tebow. Um, But, you know, I I really don't know. It, It would come down to, you know, just the locker room and how it's played out and how this all works out. People might see him as a Girl Scout, but I'm not really sure, you know, how how. Ooh, it's going to be interesting, but if I'll, I do want to see him come out. I know he's a baller. I think that he can come out, run some routes. Once that ball, once that boy has the ball in his hands, a cornerback's going to have a hard time tackling him. You know, safety can bring him down, but they're not going to want to see Tim Tebow come coming at him, which is very odd to say. But even as a quarterback, I don't think they they didn't want to hit that guy. And T, Tim Tebow, he's he's a baller. He's going to get down. He's he's going to. He's going to play his heart out, which is huge that he even converted from quarterback to tight end. I don't, I'm not sure that's ever been done in the NFL. He think he's the first to pull it off. I mean, it's an accomplishment. and Take nothing back from you. Um, I'm sorry that he's being compared to Kaepernick because uh, I think that's a completely different story, especially when it comes back to that coaching scenario. He was coached by one of the Harbaugh's, and when he left to go to Michigan, Kaepernick did not do well in the next offense. I mean, most of the team was the same, if I remember correctly. Um, I only know this because as Packer fans, we hated Kaepernick. We absolutely hated Kaepernick. We're not, um, you know, this is complete biasness. I didn't can't stand the dude, especially during the Super Bowl when he was posing naked for a Sports Center magazine or something, naked on a beach, and that was what he felt was important. But as soon as he got benched for Blaine Gabbert, um, he was being oppressed or. Uh, he being benched, you know what I mean? So he uh, decided to take a knee and get some attention because he was no longer in the tabloids, and he missed being in the tabloids, and since then he's basically stayed in the tabloids. Um, with that being said, Tim Tebow's tryout 
was not a media stunt. Uh, whatever he did to impress whoever he did, he didn't bring his own camera crew. He didn't bring his own team. He just went in, balled out, got the job. You know what I mean? It's like saying, here, I'm going to go to an interview, but I'm going to bring my own camera crew to make sure that the interview goes well. So when it reaches the public, it's like, just mess with the, the bafuki, man. This is what y'all doing, man. This is what you guys think is your power or something. It's like, it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? You bring Kaepernick to your team. There's people that aren't going to show up. I don't think the same thing's made about Tebow. I think they're going to try to turn it into that and try to make it into a race thing, race bait and do all that. But it's a completely different game. Um, you know what I mean? Like completely different scenarios. Um, Tim Tebow switching positions. First off, I don't even think people are taking that into consideration. The Jags don't have much uh, tight end depth, if I remember correctly, looking into it. Um, and there's a good chance that Tebow makes it onto the team, if I remember looking back. But you you never know. I mean, just to see him on the field and just to have that positive vibe in the in the locker room, it's going to be nice. You know what I mean? It's going to be nice because uh, Kaepernick did offend a lot of people that lost their family in the military or whatever, and not, not or whatever. But there were a lot of people. This country's been here for a while, and it's built on a lot of blood. Um, it's built on blood and oil. You know what I mean? And the blood's been for the oil. If you look back at history, but we ain't different podcast, man. You got nipple whiskers coming out, man. Don't worry about it. That's all coming out a different side. We can get into that. But with that being said, when you're kneeing during that national anthem, you offended a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be people that won't buy tickets. So bringing him onto the team negatively affects your tickets. Definitely. Well, it might positively, too, in a, in a, Another one, I don't know what the balance is, so that's definitely arguably, but Tim Tebow, I think he's just going to bring, bring some Bible thumper, like bring some weirdos to the game that weren't there before. Um, but we'll, we'll see. That's all debatable. That's NFL, though. That's what it's up for. Just like Brady versus Belichick, man. Week four, super excited. It's in New England. Brady's going back. I almost said Brady's going home, but I don't know if a house is a home. You know, what I mean? like, like that. That was definitely his house, but I don't know if it ever felt like home if that makes any sense. Um, for those that live, lived in an uncomfortable situation where you come home and you don't want to go inside, like, that's not home. That's just your house. <laughs> With that being said, man, whew, what a tough schedule. The Packers have it lined up for them. And I think 10 of the teams that they're going to face this year were playoff teams last year. I'm not sure if that includes the Saints. I'm not sure if they made it. I'm pretty sure they made it into the playoffs, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um it's going to be a year, man. Um, do we want Aaron Rodgers back at this point? Sure. He's our best option at quarterback. We know that. Um, is it worth selling the farm for him? No, it's not. We've tried this for the last couple of years. We give, we've given him plenty of money. We don't have the money to basically bring in dope talent during free agency to compete with these other guys. We haven't brought anybody in. Um, we need to sign Jahir Alexander. We need to sign Devontae Adams if he wants to sign with us. You know, we have a lot of people to give money. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, is a solution. At this point, he's got plenty of money. I mean, we'll see. He wants he wants some stability, but we've been building. This is how the Packers build their organization. There's no reason to bend over backwards now. Um, this has been the recipe for success for some years now. So we'll see. We'll see, baby. Oh, man. Anything else in the NFL, go ahead, hit me. Social media, subscribe where you get your podcasts. Love hearing from you. We'll get a Q&A going. I love to hear you guys' ideas. Um, 
I'm sure I'm going to hear backlash for something. And I love that too. So feed it to me. I love it. Different perspective. Definitely interested. Social medias, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Podcast. Had to reach out to you guys, man. Blake Bortles, welcome aboard. Um, Who knows? Might see you during the preseason. Super excited. Once again, Packer Nation, we love you. Outside of Packer Nation, we love you too, just as much. We're all in this together. Hey, and together we can make it through it. Love y'all. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Pack Go.